Monday, October 24th. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show here on Damon Bruce Plus. It's so good to see so many of you, not just here live with me right now, but you were with me previously on 49ers Wake Up. You popped in last night for a post-game show, and we got still more to talk about coming off of a loss to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football. I hope you like the thumbnail. The purple rained down on the 49ers last night, and Kirk Cousins played like a future Hall of Fame quarterback against a defense that has lost its way starting up front. The defensive line is not living up to its reputation, its expectations at all, and it's why the Niners have lost back-to-back games, I think maybe more than any other position group you want to blame. But we'll get into all of that. We got some breaking news. It appears the San Francisco Giants are going to be hiring Bob Melvin. All precincts are reporting that the deal is done. It's been agreed to. And why, oh, why did the Padres just say, yeah, let's let him go to a division rival with full inner working knowledge of everything we do? It's odd. It's really, really odd that the Padres just said, thanks for the memories, Bob. You're totally replaceable. When he was brought in to be the guy to fix whatever was wrong with the Padres. Now, he didn't do it, but I don't think it was his fault. Padres are just a little bit of a uh, non-gelling-together mess. Don't know why, but I do like the hire. For the San Francisco Giants, I do. I think Bob Melvin is a steady hand on the wheel and is the right guy to be a player manager, a guy who goes with some baseball instincts, buoyed by an analytical mind, which believes, you know, in in some in in, in some numbers to a point. But math can't be the only prism through which you're looking at your team. Neither can you afford to just go with your gut at any and all times. And you got to be relatable. And, you know, I already saw Eric Burns saying, Bob Melvin is the best manager I ever played for. In terms of good guy, he is a Bay Area guy. He is a really, really nice guy. And I think Bob Melvin's going to be a good fit with the San Francisco Giants. Now go get Bob Melvin some actual major league talent to manage. And things should go even better than just, oh, Bob Melvin's here to save the day. Bob needs the horses. Go get them, Farhan. But it looks like the Giants have found their next manager. We are going to find our next NBA season starting tonight. We'll get there in just a bit. But there you go. Little breaking news. Bob Melvin in with the San Francisco Giants. What's going to start first, says Mike, my meeting or Damon? Well, we're underway, baby. Thank you for joining us, uh, True Blue Forever. As always, it is good to have you here. Good to see so many names. Good morning, Chef A. Good morning, Ernie and JJ Raider and Michelle Haberman. Uh, yeah, and she is right. 49ers got purple rained on for sure. Just the facts, right? That's how we started over on 49ers Wake Up. And it's disappointing to lose back-to-back games. It really is. But they've lost back-to-back games by a combined seven points. The sky-is-falling reactions that I've seen are just you know, evidence that not a lot of people who try to talk about football really understand the sport or when it's time to panic. And most of you ain't built for the long ride that the football season truly is. There are 10 games remaining here. There's a lot of football to be played. Trying to reach 
definitive conclusion as to what you think this team may or may not do in week seven is crazy. It's crazy talk. There's way too much crazy talk out there, so people like get used to it. They want a referendum on what works, what doesn't work. Should anyone stay? Should everyone go? Every single week. You can't relitigate your team every single week. But the silver lining of these losses in Minnesota is I think it's going to make the front office more aggressive at the trade deadline to make improvements to a team that might have, might have fancied itself through five weeks about as well-built an outfit as you could find. And now there's a couple of data points that say you can get better, you need to get better. The Eagles, who now officially have a better record than you, they made a trade to get better. Randy Gregory was a nice start. That can't be where the 49ers finish when it comes to adding talent here at the trade deadline. I was really surprised to see the 49ers lose a turnover battle to the most turning it over football team in America. The Vikings hand out footballs like like mints at the end of dinner. And uh, uh, the 49ers lose a turnover battle with Brock throwing two interceptions late up to those two interceptions. I didn't think Brock was having a bad game. The running game had a bad game. That's where the 49ers let down last night. On the line of scrimmage in both directions. Their offensive line didn't open up enough holes and their defensive line didn't get enough pressure on a statuesque quarterback when he drops back. Kirk Cousins dropped back 45 times last night. He was only pressured on 25% of his throws, and he wasn't sacked once. I'm not even sure Eric Armstead was in that game. Did we use his name? Didn't use Nick Bosa's name for anything big that happened. He had a few tackles, one for a loss, but Nick Bosa is not living up to his reputation or his paycheck yet this year. Javon Hargrave is having the best season on that line. He is good against the pass as a defensive tackle. He is leading this team in sacks right now. But his reputation for giving up a little bit in the run game to be better in the pass rush game has followed him to San Francisco and the Niners are getting run on. Drake Jackson is tied with Hargrave with three sacks. All those came in week one against Pittsburgh and we haven't used his name since that Steelers game. So there is failure, 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 failure across that defensive front which is going to make it a lot easier to say Steve Wilkes isn't good at his job. Steve Wilkes dialed up one of the most curiously timed blitzes you'll ever see last night, and that turned into an easy touchdown after it looked like there might have even been an interception on the play, but that was just a stunning development, to say the least. Um, I I saw NFL Next Gen Stats share this. How oddly timed was that Steve Wilkes blitz at the end of the half that allowed the Vikings to score a touchdown late in that first half? It was the first seven-man pass rush in the last 30 seconds of a half in opposing territory since week 11 of 2020. That's not for the Niners. That's in the NFL. That's 
every single team, every game played since week 11 of 2020. And Steve Wilkes decided to get brave or different at the wrong time because it didn't work. It blew up in his face. Having said all that, before you blame Steve Wilkes, before you put it on Kyle Shanahan, blame the players. I thought this was a loss that was squarely on the players, not on the scheme, not on the game plan, not on the one poorly timed blitz. This game was lost by poor play on both sides of the line of scrimmage, I think more than anything else. And there you go. That's where this team sits now with a handful of days to get ready for the Cincinnati Bengals who have had a handful of weeks to get ready for the 49ers. They're going to be coming off a bye. The rest advantage for Cincinnati is significant. The fact that the Niners feel like they're trending in the wrong direction after two road games is definitely a feeling that's out there. And it felt like the Bengals were getting a little bit better before the bye week and Burrow's getting a little bit healthier. And all I'm going to say is that if Kirk Cousins is going to carve you up, Joe Burrow can carve you up, come for your gravy, mashed potatoes, and stuffing as well. Like, that's how good Joe Burrow is. So it's not going to get any easier in a team that I thought, look, this Minnesota Vikings game, you had to put it in the win column because that gave you a little breathing room against a well-rested Cincinnati team. You beat the Vikings, you can still go into the bye week with a Bengals loss at 6-2. and two. Five and three could be how the Niners are sitting after a five and oh start and a three game losing streak going into the bye week. I'm sure the team will be able to handle that. Some of you fans, I'm sure you won't be able to. I mean, you prove yourself that a bunch of soft belly just got here every single time I look up at some of you the way that you're panicking. No, I'm not necessarily talking about the fine people in my chat because this is one of the smartest chat rooms on the internet. But, oh, my God, the Twitterati and the people out there who are just living to complain and just couldn't wait to raise a, oh, there's the Brock Purdy red flag that I told you all about. Again, somebody tried so hard, so hard to dunk on me saying, Damon, don't you remember when you were saying that any discussion of Brock Purdy's interceptions was irrelevant to the season coming out of training camp and that, oh, all the focus on all that was nonsense and it didn't matter? Well, what do you think now, LOL, clown face, trash can emoji? Here's what I think now. Through seven games, Brock Purdy's thrown the least interceptions of any quarterback who started seven games in football. If your argument is that the man is now interception prone, he is less interception prone than about 25 other quarterbacks in a 30-team league. So what are you talking about? You're just going to use your gut feeling to go with that? Because here's what's going to make you uncomfortable. Um, welcome to sports coverage with, with facts. This is sports coverage with facts, not just my opinion and my feelings. These are facts. Brock Purdy doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Fact. Fact. Josh Allen has thrown seven already this year. Brock did not end that game well last night. Two late interceptions 
means we can't really talk about you had a good game in any way, but he also didn't have a bad game right up until those interceptions. And whatever went wrong, it was going wrong in the first, second, and third quarters as well. We always focus on everything that happened in the fourth quarter as if it means more. To the Niners, that's not the way they work. The 49ers are built to get an early lead and sit on it. That's how Kyle likes to play. Are they front runners? Yes, they are. That's always viewed as something that is totally negative. It's not negative if you do it often and you do it right. Getting a lead and winning the game that you got a big early lead on is a great formula for winning. Might not be dramatic. Might not give you that opportunity to say, oh man, with the ball and down a few points in the fourth quarter, this guy every single time. Hey, Brock Purdy could be that guy. He hasn't had to rally from down in the fourth quarter. Last week, he got the team in field goal range for a game-winning kick didn't happen. This week, in a game that didn't go well, they were driving for what would have been a game-winning touchdown had they scored it. Didn't happen. And when you leave yourself one, gotta have it now or you don't get it tonight, drive. Every team's in a little bit of Dutch when that's the situation. So there, there is no perfect quarterback play. There is no perfect quarterback. Patrick Mahomes comes with his flaws and mistakes too. Brock Purdy is still very, very good for a guy who's only played 16 regular season games. Full stop. The running game let this team down last night. The defensive line let this team down last night. Chavarius Ward let the 49ers down on Monday Night Football. You guys, you never let me down. Thank you for being here once again. It is great to have you. It's great to have my partner, Ike, offering up delicious sandwiches every single day of the week. Make it, make it a better week than it would be without an Ike sandwich. Use the Ike's Rewards app to go ahead and start earning your way towards free sandwiches. Try the Damon Bruce. Get a Jamie Sirewitch. I'm a huge fan of the Adam Richmond. I love the Paul Rubens. Rest in peace, Pee Wee. But I love, love Ike's. You will too. Order one today. Order one tomorrow and get another one the day after that. You'll be awfully happy that you did. Now, let's say you had a rough one last night. You need a bounce back. The best way to find a, find a bounce back is what my man, Stefan, who is not waiting around for football to kick back in next weekend. He's going to serve up winners through the baseball playoffs, through the NBA, and through hockey season as well. I know you're probably not thinking a lot of, about first period goal over unders, this is what Stefan thinks about. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm sure you're not thinking about an awful lot of first period goals, overs, and unders, but my man does, and he wins those. Sign up for bottomlinebets.com. You got another week with promo code Bruce. You need to use it, or you're going to lose it. BottomLineBets.com for the best handicapping advice you're going to get anywhere. A free day of handicapping by using promo code BRUCE. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available. Bottom line bets won't be available to you for free 
much longer. Take advantage of it now. Find out for yourself why I keep on telling you my man's the hottest handicapper in America if you are interested in making winning plays. The bottom line is bottomlinebets.com wins. Use promo code BRUCE for a free day of handicapping. So look, that was not a good game. That was not a good game. The 49ers had zero points scored before the two-minute warning. Christian McCaffrey scores two touchdowns. He keeps his touchdown streak alive last night. But I wouldn't even say that Christian McCaffrey had a good game. I thought three things needed to happen, and I tweeted this out before the game started. Like minutes before the game kicked off, I decided, all right, here are three things Three things that kind of need to go in the Niners' direction to get them into the win column this evening. Scoring on that first possession has been a calling card of this team all year. Not only did the Niners not score, they turned the ball over. McCaffrey fumbled. So, you didn't get that. 0 for 1. How many first-half touches will there be for either J.P. Mason or Eli Mitchell? Those guys weren't involved in that game last night. I thought to give McCaffrey a little bit of a break and a breather, to give the defense another look, to just have a change-up beyond the fastball, you needed a different look. And there was no different look because there was no trust in any running back named Christian McCaffrey. And I really don't understand that because I I think that Mason's going to be a good player. But... He's in the Shanahan doghouse. He is not getting carries, and he should. Elijah Mitchell got one carry, was buried for a one-yard loss. We didn't see him again. Kyle's getting a little too Christian McCaffrey dependent, and maybe that makes the team a little bit too predictable. Maybe it's time Kyle decides he's got more than one running back that he can count on to get anything done out there. Where's Kyle Juszczyk? How come he turns into a forgotten about player? How come in some games, use check is featured and in other games, you don't even see him? So how many first half touches for the backups? The answer was none. Um, and then you need an eight to 10 catch game at a Kittle or Ayuk. Neither guy got to eight to 10 catches. Five is where it topped out. Brandon Ayuk is always open. You got to feed him more. George Kittle, enough of these nuanced games, George. You got to start taking games over. You're not taking games over unless you're scoring three touchdowns. (coughs) So not enough offensive consistency. Certainly not enough pass rush. Certainly not enough run blocking up front. And now it's time to talk about talent acquisition. Because you got a week before this trade deadline kicks in. A week from today, you got to have your business done. Your team is going to be on the field a week from today. You got to be working phones with Carolina, Chicago, Denver, Houston, New England, both teams in New York, and the Tennessee Titans, who are clearly open for business. They just made another trade where they're sending one of their best players to Philadelphia for minimal return. 49ers need to do something here beyond Randy Gregory at this trade deadline. 
Now, who that's going to be, whether it's one big name or depth in a few different places, that's for Kyle and John to figure out, but they need to get better. Having said all of that, they still have one of the best records in football at five and two. They're still one of the best teams in football. A team that was a world beater and the Super Bowl favorite after a 5-0 and start, after a couple bad weeks, we don't need to blow it up. It's not time to break up the Niners. This is not a losing formula. This is not a losing team. This is a team that played poorly two weeks in a row in areas they normally count on playing well in. And again, defensive line, I am looking at you. If you really had to blame the last two weeks on one group, it's group Bosa and company. And Nick Bosa's been a disappointment since signing that big contract. Javon Hargrave is playing well. Eric Armstead, I'm not even sure he's on the team. And Drake Jackson, again, hasn't done anything. Javon Kinlaw, he got off to a good start. Haven't called his name in two weeks. And those have been two losses for the 49ers. Their corners can get cooked, like all corners in football. You can get cooked. But it's happening too often, and the play is getting a little too sloppy, a little too grabby, a little too handsy. So that needs to change. And there's talent out there that can maybe make this team a little bit better than it already is, and it's pretty good. But they've had a bad couple of games, and here comes Cincinnati. It is on to Cincinnati for real this time, and it's not going to get any easier because the schedule doesn't exactly open up and get easy after the bye either. This is going to be a brutal war uh, of, basically, it's a war of attrition. Niners have not been doing well in that war, losing Debo and Trent Williams. And look, as you're criticizing uh, a a team that has only scored 17 points in back-to-back weeks after being north of 30, five weeks in a row to start the year, Trent Williams getting banged up last week had a little bit to do with it. Debo not playing two weeks basically in a row now has had something to do with it. Um, But those guys aren't going to be your only answers either. Got to open up some running holes and you got to trust some player on your team to carry the ball other than Christian McCaffrey. Or by the time you get to the playoffs, he's going to be so beat up that won't do you any good. Getting the postseason healthy, I like the Niners' chances. You get there anything other than healthy, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really, really hard. This ain't easy, kids. None of it. None of it's easy. And they're making it harder on themselves by not living up to expectations that you have for groups that normally dominate. So let me get a little sip after I cough. Sorry, I just, I can't shake this cough. I can't shake this cough. I need, I need a Jordan Addison cough. I need a, a cough that can shake anyone chasing it. This, this cough is easy to catch from behind. We're underwater. The caffeine's been pumping since 8 a.m. So, look, uh, the Niners need to get better. This is not event horizon time. This isn't panic time. If the sky is falling, you shouldn't be a meteorologist. Like, everything's going to be okay, I think. Everything should get better after you make a trade that makes your team better. But 
a short week against Cincinnati. Sounds like you could be going to this bye week at five and three. So just prepare. Just prepare for that, everyone, because that could be coming your way. On the other side of that coin, the 15 and two is still out there. Okay, so everyone needs to calm down just a little bit. The season's not over. As a matter of fact, we're not even halfway through. It's good to have you here. Thank you so much for being a part of the best chat room you're going to find anywhere in sports. Uh, This, by the way, uh, Sporticus saying, you know, the Padres are full of head casery. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, it's it's, it's, It's a team that just doesn't fit well together. Johnny Dunn says, good morning, Damon. If the 49ers can bounce back and win this game before the bye, the 49ers need to come out and uh, need this game versus the Bengals wanting it. Um, I thought that that was a little bit on display last night, right? Joe Buck even said, the Niners want this game. The Vikings need it. You know, I do they... Look at it this way. I'm pretty sure that the 49ers could lose to the Bengals and still be a playoff team. So I don't know, you know, need, want this, beat the Bengals. That's a good team. It's a good team that got off to a really kind of odd start itself because of Burrow's injury. Let's see. A a team that I don't have to worry about, a team that you don't have to worry about, yeah, can bounce back on a short week off a team coming against a bye, but that tips the scales into Cincinnati's favor. How about this? If the 49ers defensive line reports to duty, they can beat anyone, anywhere, anytime, regardless of rest. If the 49ers defensive line is going to play patty cake with the offensive line it's playing against, they're they're not they're not going to do anything significant this year. So one of the best strengths of this team has not been a strength in the last two weeks, and it's part of the reason, huge reason why. They have lost. I still feel like the Bob Melvin signing was sort of like ho-hum, not a big deal. Am I wrong? Well, I don't know. You know, time will tell. But, you know, you're looking for competence. Bob Melvin is a competent manager. He's good at what he does. Um, He's good. He's really good, and I think he's the mix that will keep Farhan a little bit more honest than Gabe Kapler was able to do. So I hope that Bob Melvin is not just going to be a yes man, but a voice in the room. I think Kapler was a straight up yes man for whatever Farhan wanted to do. Melvin should be less than that. Choa. Damon, why can't Niners defense slow down the opponent's quarterback? Well, I mean... When you're getting no pressure on them, when you give them all day long, when you give a quarterback five Mississippi to get rid of the ball, you're in trouble. Kirk Cousins, I'm I'm very sure he didn't even need to wash that jersey last night. I mean, it's AstroTurf. You're not getting it dirty even if you do fall down. But you know what I mean. They're just they're not putting pressure on a quarterback. The entire defense's system. You know, we always talk about Kyle's offensive system. That defensive system is four guys put pressure on the quarterback. Hasn't happened two weeks in a row now. And that's why they they had a rough couple of weeks. The 49ers defense has given up 
769 total yards with only two sacks in its last eight quarters. They're getting beaten because they don't get off the field on third down, or they're getting beaten because they're giving up runs that keep other teams ahead of the chains, ahead of the sticks, all night long, and that's why you've lost two in a row. And I look, it's not scheme. It's execution. It's on the players. It really is. You know, is it Steve Wilkes's fault that Nick Bosa's name is not being used? Is it Steve Wilkes's fault that Eric Armstead vanishes like a magician's assistant? I, 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 how is that Steve Wilkes's fault? Steve Wilkes's fault was dialing up a stupidly timed blitz. You want to say that one play is a difference in the game and therefore Steve lost the game? Okay, that's the way you want to look at it, just one play. But there were an awful lot of other plays where the failure was not the design or the scheme. It was the execution. You got Mooney Ward out there just getting way too handsy. There are a couple of pass interference calls that didn't go against him that could have been called on him. I think it's... I thought it was right to say that officials played a part in a negative outcome in the Browns game. Not blaming officials, but they played a part in a negative outcome. I thought last night's game was well officiated. I, the, the 49ers did not leave Minneapolis with a loss because of a single decision made by an official. They lost because it felt like they didn't get off the field on a single third down. So, if you were with me last night, we talked Niners and Vikings for two solid hours. If you were with us for 49ers Wake Up, that's two more solid hours. You just got a solid half an hour, and that's five, that's that's four and a half hours of that didn't work, get better, you're better than that coverage. Now let's talk about what else is going on out here. Because we got Warriors opening night. I'm going to be at Chase Center tonight, and if you're looking for a little post-game instant reaction, I will be giving that to you from Chase Center when this game goes final tonight. So join me inside of Chase Center, live on YouTube, when this thing goes final tonight. I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll get a couple of interviews while we're in there. We're going to have some good stuff coming to you from opening night of the NBA season. Very excited about the Warriors getting back out on the court. It's my favorite show on TV's back. It's another season. I love the Warriors program. So I'm excited that we get ourselves some basketball back starting tonight. Again, another thing I'm excited about, Bruce Bochy is back in the World Series, baby. You know, Bob Melvin getting hired on the same day Bruce Bochy's back in the World Series. Okay, okay. I don't know if I would have ever gotten rid of Bruce Bochy, but okay, especially for Gabe Kapler. But here we are. I'm so happy for Boch. Back in the World Series, first manager ever to win three ALCSs with three different clubs. Bochi now has six wins in a winner-take-all postseason game as a manager. That is the most in postseason history. He hasn't lost one yet. 
It's his 13th managerial win in the postseason when facing elimination. He notched 12 such wins in game sixes in his career. Uh, No, his 12th win in game six in his career. He now has two more than any other manager in history. In other words, it's hard to kill Bruce Bochy. It's hard to kill Bruce Bochy when, when, even when you think you got him against the ropes, he comes off the ropes swinging. He's the seventh manager ever to reach a three uh, LCSs with at least three different franchises, but he's the first to ever win it with three different franchises. And Bruce Bochy has a 5-0 and all-time series record in the league championship series. He's the only manager to win the pennant in each of his first five LCS visits. It's his 16th postseason winning round. Only Joe Torre and Tony LaRussa have more. That's extraordinary. So, good for Bruce Bochy. Good for Bob Melvin. I think the Giants made a good move today. Now go get Shohei Otani. But of course, there can't be a day where there's nothing embarrassing for the San Francisco Giants. And I saw that right before I hopped on the air live with you here on YouTube. The California DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles, has just suspended the cruise driverless program in the city of San Francisco. In other words, the Giants arm patch just got pulled off the road. That big, ugly, intrusive arm patch now looks like it's pretty stupid because... The cruise driverless program is suspended until they correct whatever the DMV says they need to correct to be reinstated. But anytime you see a cruise driverless vehicle, you're going to see that driver sitting behind the wheel of that car. No more automated nonsense from them. So even on a day where the Giants hire Bob Melvin, they still catch a business L. How about that? That's something else. No Devin Booker, no Draymond Green at Chase Center tonight. But Damon will be there. You ready to hop into a little Club Plus? I want to talk to you. I've been talking, other than with Larry, just for about four and a half hours going back to last night. Let's see what you guys got to say about what's going on in your sports opinions. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. Thank you for supporting the channel. Thank you for supporting my sponsors. Get yourself a sandwich from Ike's. Go to bottomlinebets.com and at least get one day of free handicapping. Just see. Just see how Stefan does. If you are making any bets, you are leaving money on the table by not taking my advice to go to bottomlinebets.com. Use promo code Bruce, get a free day of handicapping. Or just go ahead and sign up for a day, a week, a month right now. Just try it out for a month. That investment is going to pay off for you. I really believe that. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate you listening. Please remember... As you're making plans to join me live on YouTube after the Warriors wrap up with the Suns tonight, 
please remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.